Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. Hello, Anita. You're so excited, aren't you? <laughs> How? Why, why do we always start How uh, with my yeah, excitement I know, level? I, I have to do something, you know, and, and I don't have any other ideas. Okay, let's talk about... Your article that you sent me. The article that I sent Wh you. Which makes like our podcast like in vain, doesn't it? Actually, in a sense? it makes all podcasts uh, evolving around parenthood in vain. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Because scientists found out that uh, raising your kid doesn't matter because it's all in the genes, right? No, well, they didn't see it doesn't matter, but if you're looking at the personality of your child, mm. most parents might think that their terrific parenting style was the result of their behavior, excellent upbringing or the behavior, like if it's positive behavior, then the kid, you know, they ha it has to thank their parents. Mm -hmm. But now they have found out, like, most of it is genetic. Well, they did find that out a couple of times ago as well. And there's a strong debate between those two, um, well, different point of views, I guess. Well, you know what? Actually, now I just had another article, which I told you, like, uh, one of the major factors for success in life if you want to predict it, mm -hmm. is intelligence mm -hmm. and conscientiousness, mm -hmm. this character trait. But unfairly enough, they're very often linked, even though conscientiousness is it's difficult to measure. You know, you, you don't really have a good um, table or statistic or methods of how to find out if somebody's really conscientious or not. I mean, you can just rely on their own testimony or maybe of the ones of your their parents or something. Mm -hmm. But it's very hard to measure. Intelligence is easier to measure. So, And if you have twins, identical twins, being raised in totally different homes, even if they're in different, different economic status and, and different mm -hmm. you know, part of the town or whatever, their kind of success in life is still going to be identical or pretty much the same later in life. So there's the genetic component. But then the environmental one, it still matters as well. I, and and I, they're I still debating we, back and forth and so on. If, if you have a rich background or with rich parents, of, of course, you're going to enjoy more luxury than, than, than other people. But you're probably also going to have better genetics you as think? well. Yeah, I mean, usually wealthier people, like more intelligent people, they're probably not going to intermarry with, I don't know ghetto people or something you'd think yeah it, did you go into the gutters to find me <laughs> i went all the way to norway <laughs> so that's it's... not really the gutters but i don't know there, there are do you know a lot of couples stories. where there is you know somebody from a, like a high class family and the other person is i don't actually have someone any, from any who high just... class friends but i do have um a person I know that is um, that that has been my like like childhood leader in a way, you know, in those small groups that I've been to, and he was the youth leader, 
and uh, he's now um, CEO of a really oh, big yeah, that's corporation. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he wasn't raised like that. It's kind of, you know, he worked real hard for that and he got promoted a lot of times, but he doesn't stem from really rich but he families. But quite a bit in there. Yeah, he has of course. quite a lot of great yes, genetics. Of, of course, you know? he's intelligent, yeah. But, but you see other people who are not that intelligent, they just, you know... Or got got born into a rich family, and they just took over the business without much intelligence themselves, and they're just you know continuing then, without really improving the company. Like my my, that's my true. father. I, no, you know? I just I just wanted to say something. Yeah. Like I wanted to add something that talks against this whole gene theory mm. or whatever. I I definitely don't want to um, say dismantle it and say it's not true. Of course, there's some truth to it and probably some substantial one. There are genes, but then yes. also, <laughs> what I've heard several times from specialists, but even uh, parenting experts and so on, is this tendency of, you know, you usually find these waves when you're in a wealthy economy that first you have people when they um, start like with zero, they don't have anything, these parents are going to be more ambitious mm -hmm. and have a high work ethic in order to get their children to a better place. These children are still going to be ambitious as well, mm -hmm. probably, mm -hmm. but not as much as their parents. And then at some point, it, it goes the other way, that the children aren't even able to keep a company like a family company they wouldn't be able to keep it because they just lack ambition they, yes at all. they mm. don't have the ambition and then it's probably not just about the genes or the the conscientiousness or whatever or maybe yes conscientiousness but that's something that can also be acquired in a sense by a say a, um, an environment of lack mm -hmm. if you don't have a lot of means you're probably more ambitious in order to get ahead And yep. therefore, this is kind of a complicated issue, you know. I, I guess. So yeah. This is, but this is still like a big topic for me because so many times I feel like, in order for our children to, I don't know, appreciate all the things that we have, it's almost necessary to, uh, to create lack in a sense, you know, mm -hmm. that we don't give them as much as they maybe want, mm -hmm. and make them work for it. Mm -hmm. We almost have to find artificial ways of them Earning finding something. their motivation. Mm -hmm. And then also like about movement and sports and so on. You, you know, they don't have to work very hard. We don't bring them into our fields to do the, the harvest mm -hmm. in the summertime or whatever. You know, we are already living a quite comfortable life and our children as well. But then they also have these problems of not moving enough and so on. And mm -hmm. therefore, you're going to have to put them into... Uh, sports classes and so on. First world problems. To find artificial ways of how to move your body. And that's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of... And I think this topic kind of fits to this mm. well, Yeah, we could, we could discuss that at length, but we'll do a separate podcast and maybe um, back it the, up the with gene... some facts or some studies that, that you've been reading. It's called Nurture versus Nature. Yeah, and Nurture a good topic, but that's for, for another yeah. podcast, as I said. I know, but, but then even the experts, they're still not in consensus. They're yeah, it's the same with sports so theory, how to train your body the best way. It changes every five to ten years. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, and nutrition. This is science. Like I yeah. mean, look at two hundred or four hundred years ago. We thought the Earth was flat. So that's science for you. Well, there's still people believing that. Yeah, flat Earth, flat Earth society, which is also a song by Bad Religion. You know, mind you. It's a bad religion. It's song. A song. Yeah. Flat Earth society. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. I didn't know that. Okay, mm. fine. Learn something else again. Okay, and today I found this German article on a women's magazine site. Mm -hmm. Five mistakes when raising your kids. And turning them into, into not so nice persons or people. Yeah, they used a pretty crass word. And number one is that parents don't show their kid their real feelings. It's from a German side. It's, yeah, that's why I have to translate it like on the go. No, I'm just saying the feelings oh, nah. from a German side. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's still important, Co isn't call it? Call me surprised. Yes, of course they, the feelings are important. But this, actually, this made me think of the guy in church where we had some therapy session, like when our first one was really young. Mm -hmm. And he had like these anger issues and, mm -hmm. you know, temper tantrums, tantrums or what, yeah. whatever mm -hmm. you call them. And then he gave these answers where it sounded like he's a Zen or Buddha guy and talking to his kids. Okay, really if you want to do that, mm -hmm. I'm just going to unhinge the door and you're not going to have it. Mm -hmm. And then the, the daughters would still uh, hit the doors and he would just unhinge the door like really calmly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he does it all the time, but... But that was a severe punishment for his daughters. Apparently. At the age of 12 or no. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird example. It just sounded like it's unrealistic. I mean, do yeah. you never get angry with your kids or with their behavior? That, And if so, I mean, they must be shocked whenever they get to school or kindergarten whatever there are emotions and there they sometimes find other people who actually get angry at their behavior mm -hmm. and they're like Whoa, what happened you know <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's great to be calm but in every situation it's important to tell your kid when you're annoyed that you're annoyed or when you are mad that you are mad um keep of course, um, a modest amount of restraint. Yes. Which we highly yeah, suggest. Not screaming yeah. and stuff. I don't mean but, that. But um, clearly communicate that you feel angry. Yeah. And, or and that you're that upset or. Certain behaviors sad. angers you or sad or. Um, yeah, basically that. Or happy too. When you're really proud, tell them what make, made you proud. I still think there's very, very few parents out there who don't ever show emotions. But maybe they also mean like you're trying to suppress your emotion all the time. And you have to put on the good face because it's your kid, you know? Yeah. And they're not supposed to see but you angry. I don't see how this is possible in the long run. This might be possible like if you're an aunt or an uncle who has contact with a kid for a short period of time. But as a parent, you're with your kid like all the time. And therefore, I think the possibility of always suppressing your feelings goes down. Mm -hmm. Okay, number two. Actually, I sent it to you as well. Yeah. But you don't want to translate right now. No, actually, no. I'm, I'll leave the job to you. Okay. 
Um, so second point is the parents are doing everything in order for the kid not to be ever disappointed. Yeah, disappointment is a part of life. So uh, trying to uh, take disappointments away from your kid doesn't really prepare them well for when they hit disappointment when going out of the house. And the, the, all these points are basically about um, when your kid doesn't behave well in public or well when when they are away from home uh, and how is it your fault so that's the the main theme here so if if you um, don't don't prepare your kid for disappointment either in school or you know in real life out there um, they're going to be shocked and they're going to be thrown off the rails in a way one way or the other you know these are the kinds of parents that we usually we don't really encounter them i think as much as we read about them or something like um, the ones who go with the kid to the soccer field this and whatever helicopter the boy thing, parents, yeah you know sh shielding your kid from every bad emotion there or is. complain to the the mm -hmm. teachers whenever your son doesn't get the trophy or something this mm -hmm. is it's, it's nothing we do uh, yeah but i also but don't know anybody it, it's like just that. not well if you want the do best we? for your kid and you, you you know dial the notch up to to the extreme um, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna, you know, take care of every may be bad situation for your kid. Yeah. So he'll never be disappointed for him. It's gonna be, you know, rainbows and sunshine all day long. And if you want to keep that up, it's pretty exhausting. Let me tell you. Um, and uh, it's it's futile. Yeah. And uh, back in the real world, um, you gotta learn how to deal with disappointments, be it matter of the heart you know girlfriend boyfriend stuff be it uh, well you expected to be picked in a team and you didn't get you know the, the spot or whatever there's plenty of stuff where you have to deal with disappointment i think that's one of the main one of the most not the most but it's a very important thing for parents to teach their kids yeah how to handle it and how to well, move actually, on I, from that i don't even think that you have to teach them in a sense but you rather have to um you know take a step back and don't intervene all the time whenever they're experiencing something disappointing. Yeah, I think preparation is um, talking to them about that and how you dealt with um, difficult situations. Yeah, but we don't... Let me just interject that I don't feel we ever really prepared them in a sense, but that we rather talked about certain issues afterwards when they would talk about certain things that they encountered at school where they felt rejected or hmm. like something is really hard and difficult. But it's... No, I, I remember certain talks where I actually talked to the kids, to the boys um, about that, about... So you said what, this is going to happen and no, then... Yeah, there's going to be points in your life where you don't get what you want. Ah, okay. And uh, things are not going to work out the way you, you think they, they should work out and you're not going to get your way. And um, we talked with the boys. I think we both of us talked with the boys about that a couple of times. It's just what to expect. Yeah, but I, and then, as and far then as I remember, it usually was life. it was in a context of them talking about something negative yeah. that would bring up the issue. Yeah, but but we we did talk about that not not only when when they are in a situation, but but before that as well. I mean, the general talk. You know, life is yeah. can be disappointing at times and. You should take care, you know, and then prepare. Yes.
And I also think you should turn off your notifications that are pretty yeah. loud. I don't know why. This is so, kind of distracting. Hey, I, I got this. Oh, why? Some person is coming later to the party. There you go. Who, what? What kind of party? <laughs> yeah, you'll see soon enough. <laughs> okay, that's kind of interesting. Uh, not really fitting the topic right now. <laughs> it's true. Okay, the deal with disappointments. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but oh, actually, I just have to say something else because mm. I remember our oldest talking to me about a certain subject or some discipline that he had to master at school, mm. and he felt like it's really hard for him, and he doesn't really have any talent mm -hmm. in it. And then he also asked me about the subjects or issues that I had to deal with or mm. that were difficult for me mm. and then I ha yeah I told him certain things as well which kind of I think it even made him feel good because that's something that he can do very well mm. and therefore you know it's, it's kind of nice to know you know my mom had that problem but I don't have that mm. okay then on the other hand but I think one of the most important thing that you you said on, on several podcasts is um to give our kids the feeling you're not alone yes. in this situation. Yes. And we experience some situations, maybe not exactly like, like you just experienced, but similar um, situations. And this is how we dealt with this as with it. And uh, this is how we felt. And this maybe even this is what helped us through. Well, if actually, we have an something, answer. Um, this is actually what helped me At, in my childhood, because my father would tell me about certain issues that he had to deal with mm. when he was a, was a kid. But he didn't really give me any recipes or ways of how to deal with it, in a sense. It mm. felt, I don't know, sometimes I felt like, yeah, okay, he was helpless in that situation. So maybe it's fine if I feel helpful, helpless well, as well. Well, if you have advice um, and, or if you have uh, ideas how to change something or how to deal with a certain situation, of course, um, do tell. But not as this is what you do, but basically Or this is what I did, I did it. it. And maybe there's something in it for you too. But you've got to decide for yourself. But see, I even feel like it's important to tell your kids some things are going to sting and be hurtful. Mm -hmm. And you might not know how to deal with it, mm -hmm. but it's going to get better. Maybe not as quickly as you would like it to change but yeah. you're gonna get over it because especially when your teenage years maybe are, in, in four years we're gonna do are. a whole serious podcast how to deal with heartbroken teenagers I oh. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun topic <laughs> just get over it <laughs> yeah deal with it right <laughs> yeah this is your area <laughs> I know I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm looking forward to that Yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> Number three, parents are always giving them some kind of, um, what, what's this year? Oh, um, they just give a substitute instead yeah, of substitute, yeah. instead of the real thing, the real uh, counsel. Real comfort. Like real when comfort. They're, yeah, they're not comforting properly. Like, but oh, rather... you're sad, have a candy. Or um, you're sad, let's go and have a fun trip without, you know, touching the real subject. So whenever you deflect from the real pain of things, you probably teach your kid that deflection and, and maybe, you know, not dealing with the issue at hand, but rather, you know, put it aside and then trying to um, 
you know, knock it out or in a way, you know, just... Comfort yourself comfort some other yourself, way yeah. by maybe later drinking mm -hmm. or yeah. gambling or Have buying stuff. Yeah. Or Whatever makes you feel good in that situation to stay away from the bad feeling rather than um, tackling the bad feeling and uh, actually thinking it. about it. Dealing with it. Actually, you know what? Actually, I think that this even helps with... It helps prevent addiction in a sense it because should. you know i've i've had this longer series that i wanted to prepare for my other podcast mm -hmm. about addiction and um, temptations and stuff mm -hmm. and one of the things that i've repeatedly read is that when wanting to teach uh, people how to get over their drinking addiction or their um, smoking addiction and so on is teaching them how to ride the wave That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And then there was this wave example. Of pain, right? The wave of temptation. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Oh, wow. you, it's, it's like finding out that you are actually able to deal with this feeling, that you can actually survive it and that you can have it without having to act on it. Mm -hmm. And then they have this example of people wanting to quit smoking and then they, for the seminary, mm -hmm. They have to buy a package of cigarettes. They mm -hmm. go there, mm -hmm. they have a cigarette, and then they sit down at a table or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they first have to look at the package. And then a few minutes later, they they have to Unwrap unseal it. and mm -hmm. uh, listen to the, the, the noise mm -hmm. that the, the, the package makes and so on. And then, you know, like they, they are doing... Everything really conscious. They're mm -hmm. kind of having a smoke, but very, 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 very slowly. Mm. And this is also what they do like with obese people when in those camps or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have to learn how to eat slowly mm -hmm. and enjoy the food actually instead of shoveling it in mm -hmm. and deal with this desire that wants you to get it in quickly. Mm -hmm. And then when you're having a negative experience and you need comfort, mm -hmm. you also have to learn how to be with this feeling mm -hmm. and uh, la have it have it last have it have it they have it present and not kind of um, subdue it or you know suppress it suppress again. it in, in a way or stray away from it in any way yeah but 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 tackle it head on uh, that's a very difficult thing to learn to teach I don't know if parents can do that again this is listening to your kid saying you're not alone and um, it's okay to be hurt and it's okay to feel bad. Yeah, or just, I mean, sometimes it's just giving a hug or be with a child without even having to talk about it in detail. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only talk so much about one problem and then you can just show your kid, yes, I'm here, mm -hmm. I'm there for your support, but I can't do anything about it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just... Yeah, this is. Ooh, I don't know how this is going to be in teenage years. Well, we'll see. Especially if the girl's going to be interesting, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but but then again, I think if you have a solid foundation, um, this might get easier. But that's just our make believe. Maybe it's not true. We'll tell you in four years. I think it's also more difficult as you have more and more ways of suppressing things or of how to um, 
distract yourself from the problem. Mm -hmm. Like now they would maybe even start, you know, distracting themselves with uh, video games. Mm -hmm. They already have some things that can help from having to deal with boredom um, or even frustration and so on. Like mm -hmm. if they would ha have like unlimited access to mm -hmm. their video games, it probably, probably is not such a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I also think that most people who are having an addiction problem, it's that, like in past times, that wasn't there, mm. but maybe also because there was not all these different distractions available, you know? Yeah. And nowadays you can have your cell phone like all the time. I mean, you would mm. tell me about my addiction as well, right? <laughs> I know. Well, it's an addiction we share, honey, so let's be fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is where we're not so good role models, are we? Mm. Okay, number number four is is a weird one or like one that we wouldn't really relate to maybe. Mm. Um, it's parents are behaving in a irrational way or unpredictable unpredictable manner. To be unpredictable. Yeah, because you say yes, uh, This time you say no, the other time without an explanation and the kids really are Or you confused. get angry. Basically, how you can confuse your kids and you shouldn't do that because kids get really confused and if you, mom always says yes and dad always say no, says no and if you don't like pull together, you know, in, in, in the same direction, um, it's, it's gonna mess your kid up in a way. Yeah, and I think they're not even only talking about uh, being consistent in your speech or your rules, but rather that you never know what kind of mood your parent is going to be in. Mm. You know, one day they're going to be happy to see you mm. when you come back home, and the other time they're going to start yelling immediately as you enter the door. Mm. That kind of behavior, And I you think. never know what to expect. Yeah. yeah, and that makes you... Of course, that makes you weird. And, and the kids, uh, they, they, they don't know how to deal with that, yeah. So, but that's a basic advice, you know, don't be really strange. <laughs> don't yeah. Don't your kids. Yeah, and have some structure in, and, in your family life. And one thing that I can add to that, if you have a set of rules, try to live yourself by them, which is kind of, duh. Um, if, you, if you set up rules, they, they work for you, they work for the kids as well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's like the, the word things, like the selection of words. Yeah, that if, are if you tell your kids uh, repeatedly that they're not allowed to say certain words, but you use them all the time, it's like, what? Yeah, of course, that doesn't, doesn't make really, any sense. Yeah, but that, that's an easy one for us, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's many, many more that you can mm. implement, but I think it's always a good thing if your child has an idea as to why that rule exists. Mm -hmm. And if they see the parents are still like they're, mm. um, they're also holding the bargain. Mm. Yes, and they're doing it as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, the next one is called the parents. They don't. They ignore the no of their child when the kid says no. And mm. I don't think they mean no, like clean your room, and the child says no, no. But rather, the kid says, actually. I don't like when you, I don't know, kiss me on the eye or <laughs> I don't know what kind of example. If like, you have a certain behavior and you just disregard your kid's perspective or your kid's um, feelings toward, toward it. Yeah, most of the time I'm, I'm thinking about like um, 
going over boundaries when it comes to their own body and mm -hmm. how they feel about certain things. Mm -hmm. But I think also, like, even if your child says you want to give them a certain present or you want to enroll them in a certain class that's, that's or something thing. like that. Like a sport. You know, when you just push your kid towards a certain thing and they clearly say, I really don't want to go there. I don't and you like force it at all. To yeah. go there. Let's say you're really a great dancer and you like the ballet, you know, and you really enjoyed that. And you want to teach your kid, you know, ballet is the best thing in the world and you force your kid repeatedly go there, do the ballet lessons, do the dancing, and your kid kind of goes, nope, then you should listen to them. It's a funny example, ballet. I, I know, <laughs> I know, but but it's one, you know, this those overachiever parents that kind of, you know, my kid has to win the gold medal, which with that, you know, mindset, mindset. it's um, it's a messed up way of thinking and then and, 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 uh, kind of putting your own aspiration on top of your kid, you know. I don't I don't think that ever led to something good. Especially if it doesn't match their talent or interests yeah, at all. Exactly. You know, I mean, the kid can still be an overachiever playing the, mm. uh, the, the, the cello or, or the violin or whatever, or, whatever mm. or something totally different. But, yeah, when your kid repeatedly says something you know i really don't like that i mean i really have to think about my sister mm. in this area because she never really wanted to play the piano mm. and yeah our parents she yeah she had to go like for i don't know five years six years or something that's a long time and as soon as she didn't have to go anymore she hated it mm. like she wouldn't sit a near a piano for i don't know how many years a really long time and yeah we, we we made this rule we said if you really if you say yes to some kind of seminar or course or sports you know and you have to try it at least for half a year or a year um, something in between you know the semester you, you cannot say like like okay this one time it was really bad and that's why i'm skipping skipping now but you have to try it and after three times you have to commit in a way and you have to commit for at least half a year that's that's one of the rules And after that, you can still say, well, I want to leave it and I don't like it anymore. Um, that way, we, we, you know, it's, um, I think it's fair. And you make that commitment with your kid and you say, well, tell them you're going to do that. And um, if they say no after half a year, you take it serious too. And you say, well, that's okay. You tried mm -hmm. it and you really tried it. You gave it a try. You gave it a go. And that's all we can expect. And if you really don't enjoy it, then you can, you know, stop it. Stop it, find something new or whatever. Find something new, yeah. Yeah, like our oldest. Like our oldest, yeah. He's, he stopped now. with the um, uh, judo. judo and he started rugby now. Yeah. Which is But kind of he cool. also wasn't very good at judo. I'm going to have to say that as well. So I think yeah, that it doesn't might, really suit him because it's also, might have contributed. Yeah. Yeah, because those little movements and, little and movements. a lot of detail as mm -hmm. well. And so rugby, is, actually, the first time you mentioned it to me that he went to kind of some kind of a uh, school extracurricular activity it doesn't matter um, yeah. it really fit you it know, fit, fit yeah it, it, it was it, like that's it you don't have to be uh, really good with a ball you don't have to it's like soccer no or, or football it's basically you take a ball you run and you you know get the guys that send Show you your way out of the way <laughs> yeah yeah And um, way better. He's, he's for good him. at that. Yeah. Yeah, and he can take pain. So I mean, he can he can take uh, being hurt, I guess, and being tackled, mm -hmm. and he can tackle others. 
Um, he's not afraid there, and you don't have those really fine control things. So I thought that was an amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's perfect for him. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Actually, this was already the last point, but I actually mm. wanted to add another one, mm. which might be already in there, but I still feel it's mentionable. Because the topic, you remember? Yeah, the main thing. What kinds of things that makes your kid in... Yeah, turn out to be a, a bad person. <laughs> a kid nobody likes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And but if you already take care that your kid is... That you like your kid. Mm -hmm. That you like their behavior. Mm -hmm. That's a great basis in order for the kid to be likable towards others as well mm -hmm. you know and that starts by and we, we still have to work on some things with the girls as well mm -hmm. like when they're calling us uh, hurtful names that this is unacceptable mm -hmm. which is not it's not even you can't take it for granted anymore because I keep hearing it mm -hmm. at certain times or this other mother who has been at our house recently and she her daughter she talks to her as if her mom is her slave in a sense mm. do this mm. i want that mm. i don't want this like she's like i felt like Commanding. horrible way of talking to your mother you yeah, know there's no respect in there yeah. yeah i mean certain things she might be a little bit too young for mm. as to how to behave towards strange people like she also said some things to me which were kind of you know mm. which doesn't make me um, like her more <laughs> let's say it that way okay and those are the kinds of things that they sound basic mm. but they're apparently yeah. not that basic anymore it's um you gotta have respect or you you can demand respect from your kid and there are certain ways that kids can talk to you in certain ways that are absolutely not okay and if you start letting it go because you know, they're just kids and they can talk and you know um you're probably gonna have a, you're a not doing time. them a, them a favor no, no, they, at all because this is the way they're going to behave with other people as well yeah and if you think that's fine well they, the kids they're gonna not gonna learn it's liked. not gonna be yeah And others are going to reject them. That's mm -hmm. not doing them any favors at all. That's that's one of the ways to turn into a bully, I guess. You know, I always get the or you know, things the way I want to, you know, or yeah, or I'm an outsider because nobody wants to, to play with me anymore. Because yeah. I could just keep demanding because that's what I do at home. And sure, you should t uh, pay attention to that. Yeah, we we as well, and I I I know whenever there comes a comment that is really without respect or really res respectless, what do you call it? Um, that is lacking respect. Yeah, um, I call them out on that. That's not in that tone, not in that voice, and you don't call me this or that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a way to make fun names for each other. There's a way to to. Um, Do it in a fun way, but oh, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. be when they're joking. Yeah, when they're they joking, start uh -huh. first. But it's funny. First, it's funny, and then it, sometimes it, yeah. it you know turns into something else, and you gotta take care of that or be aware of that and um, call them out on that. Yes, that, that that's what we do because it usually starts with the language, and language is really a, a strong um, a tool, medium, a vessel, strong tool yeah. um, to to convey respect. 
And if, if you feel they are lacking, um, call them out. If oh, yeah, need. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, this is going to be definitely a shorter one. And <laughs> to our usual one hour podcast that we have been lately doing. Yes, we have. And maybe, yes, we have repeated ourselves in so many different ways. But <laughs> it's still, I think, even if you only um, adhere to these five or six points mm. and you you follow them strictly, which we are still also still training and doing and improving upon and so on, times. Mm -hmm. then you already have quite a big basis for the kid having a good life, mm. you know, as far as the nurturing part allows and the of course. genetics are... And then the genes you know, take over yes. and uh, you <laughs> lost anyway, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Again, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. Yeah. See Bye. You. Bye.